Hello and welcome to our podcast, Untangled. As always, you are welcome to accept or reject anything that you find us blathering about today. And that's all it is. We're just chatting about this, that and the other. It's a very easy going podcast. I have da, 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 Josie with me today. Hello, Josie. Hello, Jill. How are you? <laughs> I am very good today. Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you very much. You came in like a burst of sunshine this morning. You were very excited. That's because I'm making changes. And what I've realized about life is life is not supposed to be the same all the time. We're supposed to have a cha- chaos is the natural. If you look at physics, chaos is always the natural state of everything. So therefore, when life goes along, and it's where we want it and everything going the way we want it. We get bored. So we bring in this need to sabotage ourselves and bring in chaos. And when chaos happens, everything changes. So, yes, I've been knocking down walls and I've got loads of dust and the place is a mess. And but I'm you're loving, loving it. it. You're loving I'm it. I'm loving it. Yes. Because that's bringing in a change and excitement. Energy. And it's bringing in different energy. And that's what we live for is energy. And today's talk, actually, I think you want to talk to me about living your best life. And living your best life it means living with energy in my life. Yeah. Well, tell me, what what does that look like for you? Now, is that different? Have you always had the same vision for what your what your best life would be? Or has that changed? Well, you know, um, they say that when God sees your plan, he has a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that I used to have a two year plan, a five year plan, a 10 year plan, a 20 year plan. And I used to tell my friends what my plans were. They used to think, oh, isn't she marvellous? Look at her, Miss Planning, I so organised. <laughs> yes, I have a plan too. And then, you know, so far through your plan, it all gets chaos. And you, you, you go through an awful stressful time readjusting mm-hmm. to the chaos and reevaluating what is actually important here. So what do we do? Do we not have plans? Do we have plans but keep them very fluid? We have to be fluid. Okay. We have to be like a river. And every time we, feed, we meet a boulder in a river, we have to go round it. Well, that's like my favourite Garth Brooks song. Do you know it? No, go on, sing it for me, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? Um, I'm looking at Joe. Do you know it? The River by Garth Brooks? You do. I know The River no by Bruce Springsteen. Like river flows. I love that song. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yes, it's a good, it's a good song. And in, in that song, because Josie doesn't know it, um, how are you from Northern Ireland not know every Garth Brooks song there is? But he's saying that um, your dream is like a river and, and it's moving and, and you have to be fluid. You have to go wherever the river's taking you. And, and, and there's no point in just standing on the on the side of the shore going, oh, well, I could have done that, but I didn't. You know, and but still keeping that end goal in mind, maybe still having the plan. Yes, but the not goal. being so focused on the exact yes. steps of how to get to yes. it, is that it? Yes, because when you have a goal, the next thing you do is you say, well, what's important here in your mission statement, nearly? And then your objectives and then your action plan that will get your objections into into motion. Yeah. Yeah. So you've all um, in your head steps, concrete steps to get to where you want to go. And then all of a sudden the boulder happens. And you're faced with the impossible, the brick wall. And you think to yourself, where did that come from? Because that wasn't in your plan. How dare it appear? Mm. And you, then you get, you get paralysed nearly and you can't move. And you're rigid 
because your plans are rigid, your steps are, your actions are rigid. And then you have to, whenever you become fluid, then you can move around it mm-hmm. and find a different way. Or even the goal itself may change focus because you've changed. Yeah. And that's the best thing about life is that you can't just stand still. Everything moves. Our targets move. Our goals move. Well, you have a new goal at the minute, don't you? That that. Well, it's been a goal for a few years, but 17 years. <laughs> Two seasons a doer. <laughs> the sad 17 thing is years. I have been plodding along in the right direction, the same direction. But you have a different energy for that goal now, though. Oh, totally. And it has there's different people in my goal. There's different energies in my goal. There's different situations in my goal. So the whole thing has had to be rethought. Mm-hmm. And because the new boulders have come in and people have come in and people have gone out of my life. So therefore, I've had to accommodate different things. Mm-hmm. And technology has moved on. Mm-hmm. So what you thought you would do 17 years ago is nothing like it is. The world's not the same today. Mm-hmm. And if you don't move with the, the times, you get stuck and you get left behind. Is that what's created the the change in energy with your goal now is that you've accepted this new way of going and you're excited now again and you're and you're pushing through or is it just pure stubbornness where you just thought right enough's enough get it done the stubbornness is always there Mm -hmm. that's just your personality and I am the most stubborn person I know and I am totally frustrating for people who are normal around me (laughs) so I (laughs) apologise and I thank all my friends who have been my friend for a long time because your sticking power is wonderful. <laughs> they get, do they get an award? <laughs> well, I went out for um, an evening with, or an afternoon with my friends and we celebrated 45 years of friendship and we all sat around and thought, we're all very different people mm-hmm. and we all celebrated the fact we were so different and we're so mad and it was wonderful. Yeah. And we hopefully in 45 years time, we'll do the same. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, yes. Oh, that's but that's the whole. That's the whole thing about, you know, living your best life is that you have to have the energy to keep on going, even when you feel that there's no energy there. You have to dig down real deep. How do you do that? How going. do you, how do you get to the point where you just think I could quite happily, just crawl into a hole today and do nothing? How do you summon up energy? Well, for me, energy is prana or chi, depending on Ayurvedic or Chinese medicine, or life force. And we in the West don't really have a wonderful name like prana or chi no, to call don't. our life force. So our life energy sounds very abnormal, but it's, it's not. It's, it's the difference between a corpse and a live body is energy mm-hmm. because it's a heartbeat. It's the brain function. It's it's. Our life, if we are going to live on this earth, we need energy. So for me, energy is self-care, which is never selfish because it gives you the energy for survival. And the prana is the essence and and thing of self-love. For So self-love for me, I can be stubborn and selfish about that because I have to take care of myself so I can generate the energy for life to survive it. Everyone's the same. Life is a survival thing. And the more obstacles and the more boulders you meet in your river, the bigger the detour you have to take. Yeah. And you need energy to do that. So with the detour is like a 
I always look at a detour more as a learning experience, mm -hmm. as more of a challenge than a problem. Yeah. So I hate the word problem. In fact, I used to have a manager who used to tell me every time I went to him, I have a problem. He says, oh, no, Josie, no such thing as problems. It's, it's an a challenge, oh, an opportunity. We call them opportunities. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> an opportunity to learn. And I used to think, you're so annoying. <laughs> That's because probably what all my you wanted, say. all you wanted was a solution to your problem, and all you got was a chance to come back to him with three more solutions and tell him what you thought was the best one to to address this challenge that was yeah. set up to you. And I said, but you know what? It was the best manager I ever had, and now I love him to bits and appreciate him. But back then, I hated him. I thought he was lazy <laughs> because he really should be making my life easy. Yes. But life is never meant to be easy. So do you think this self-love? Yes. For want of a better phrase or, or to wrap it all up in that phrase is where you get your energy from. So if you need energy, you've got to be Practice practicing self-love. Self -love. And for me, self-love is three elements to self-love really. And when you're busy and you're working and you've got no time for anything, the last thing you do is self-love because yeah. you're always the bottom of the list. But for me, self-love means release, relax, and sleep. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say release, people who are very dynamic, people will understand that this is physical, to release energy physically, either through aerobic exercise or through yoga, which is medium-type exercise with a lot of meditation put in, or tai chi. So it's getting rid of that energy, because whenever we were out in the wilderness and we came upon this big, ugly, cross tiger that was going to eat us, we had all this adrenaline flowing in our body to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. We had to move. We had to either kill that before it killed us, or we had to run out of its road and climb up a tree or get up somewhere where it couldn't reach us mm -hmm. to survive. Survival is, is adrenaline, it's stress. And in our society, whenever we get stressed, we don't get a chance to run away, to release that energy. It just builds up mm -hmm. and it just compounds itself. And then over time, we get adrenal fatigue where our adrenal glands get so stressed out. Yes, because we're designed for that response to be... Fight or flight. Yeah, and fleeting, that you only need to have a burst of that fight or flight every now and again. Yes where now we live in a constant state where that's switched on all the time. And it's called the, the sympathetic nervous system okay. where we are turned on, where we don't, we have shallow breathing. We don't breathe deeply mm -hmm. and we are, everything is concentrated to get us to move because we're stressed, but we can never get a chance to relax that. So physical exercise, when somebody goes for a long run or cycle or walk, they can feel the energy, mm -hmm. they feel better, they feel released. Energy is released from the it's, system. It's the, as if that activity burns off that stress, cortisol stress. or adrenaline and it, yes. it, it dissipates it from your body. It totally. And the same with I study through yoga and, and, it, and it was all energy release sequences and they were like mm -hmm. Tai Chi in dance form. And the whole thing was to release the energy. You never had you never had um, very steady, straight joints. You had to keep your joints very soft to allow the energy to flow through the joints and out. Oh, okay. And the same with the legs. So everything was very beautiful, very measured, very slow, 
very methodical, very rhythmic. It's just mm-hmm. everything was there so that you can release the energy. Mm-hmm. That suited me. But other people love this to run. Mm-hmm. I don't run, but I do cycle, but on a static bike. I like the aerobic exercise because it's good build up when you get that lactic acid build up. It makes your muscles and all go stronger. I like that. So the the release fit for me, the energy is lifestyle is you must find a way of releasing the energy that's built up, especially if a stressful job. Mm-hmm. And the next one is relax. Now that's to become mentally calm. That's maybe true relaxation or meditation or listening to very beautiful music. But how, right, I try meditating, but I cannot get my mind to switch off. You see, the Indians would call you monkey brained. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's a compliment. I, when I first heard myself <laughs> described as monkey brained, I was offended. Okay. Until I realized that they use yoga as well. And the idea is, if you ever watch a monkey, mm-hmm. his mind is always gone. Yes. It's always picking things off himself or some other nice female monkey beside him or doing something else that poor female. But he never <laughs> stops moving or thinking. And yeah. it's monkey brained. It's, it's just constant thought, constant movement. And a monkey will shift from one top, one idea. It's never focused. It'll go from one thing to another. And what you do in meditation, as is described to me, you find a pole and you tell your monkey to climb up top of the pole and then come down the pole again. And you just keep it busy while you take your mind and relax. Okay. So monkey brain, that's a, a further step on from just being, you know, realizing you have a monkey brain and your, main, your, your mind can't turn off, mm-hmm. is to let your mind go and climb a pole. Now, sometimes when I'm trying to relax somebody who's monkey brained, they hit relaxation, they hit the whole idea of doing yoga and doing the relaxation because they can't relax. So I get them to do dynamic movements with their feet or with their hands just to keep their monkey brain occupied while I go and relax their body. Right. Okay. That's a good idea. Well, I do that in Drew Yoga as part of the meditation mm-hmm. is that you will find that half the class are sitting there doing wiper braids with their feet while they're lying in the corpse position relaxing and the other half are just dead. <laughs> and that's because you have to work with what you are. Mm-hmm. At what stage you are. And when you're not used to meditating, you have to learn. It's a skill you have to learn how to do. Yeah. And it's a beautiful skill. And it is like mindfulness. It's just you observe yourself first and foremost, what you're like, and then you try and change. You just don't go and do the change. Yeah. You yeah. have to appreciate which part of life you're in at the moment. Well, I'm going to try that with the meditation. Why of, not? Uh, just. Just when the thoughts come in, just say, climb a pole, <laughs> give that to the monk. Yes. And, and what you do, well, really at the start of the meditation, what you should think of is maybe write, take a note down of everything that's whirling around in your head. Mm-hmm. And I always think when you take a note down, it's like taking your thoughts and putting them in the bin. You're, yeah. you're putting them on hold for a minute. You can pick that bin up and, and walk out the door with it when you're finished. But just when you're coming into the room, coming into the space to just Remember that this is all issues that you have to think of and you're not, you, you keep rolling them over in your head because it's not written down and you're afraid of forgetting it. Mm-hmm. So by writing it down, you're giving yourself permission 
I've written you down now. I'll deal with you in 20 minutes' time. I'll deal with you in half an hour's time. Even five minutes. Even three minutes. You can do an awful lot of mindfulness in three minutes. So it doesn't have to be no. an hour of sitting cross-legged on the floor. You can do that. You can do that. And the more you practice, the more you will enjoy that. But it's build, build but up You have to, to build up. Yeah. It's like anything. I cannot understand people who decide to do a new habit. And they go in 130% energy, 130% determination to get this perfectly right, 130%. And they're just going to do that. And then they fail and they wonder, why did I fail? Mm-hmm. My goodness. Could you not have picked a molehill instead of Mount Everest? Like, okay. you know, it's madness. <laughs> why not just be easier on yourself? At least yeah. then you have more chance of succeeding. Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. Yes. And their little success is all built up. So if you do five minutes or three minutes, you think, I did well today. I wanted to do it for three months. I ended up doing five minutes. I even did better than I thought. Not, I should have done that for an hour and I only did 45 minutes. I'm ready to kill someone now because I have not relaxed at all. Now I'm more stressed <laughs> than ever because I have just wasted 45 minutes doing something I should have been doing. And then, because you yeah. hadn't taken the time to get into the space you needed to get into yeah. to meditate. Okay, so it's that the time on the clock is meaningless. It's, it's totally how you calm the mind. Okay. Yes, it's mindfulness and it's meditation. It's mentally calming yourself. Mm-hmm. Because when you mentally calm, you turn on your parasympathetic nervous system. And during that, your stomach gets the energy. It's not fighting or flighting anymore, which mm-hmm. is the sympathetic nervous. You're doing the parasympathetic nervous and your body is repairing. You're digesting your food. Your heart slows down. You're relaxing. Your muscles relax. Your body actually repairs and you breathe deeper, too. Mm-hmm. So why would you not calm down? Well, I can't think of any good reason not to when you ask me like that. So exactly. and whenever you go to sleep at night, I don't know what your bedtime routine is like, but you should not be in a release where you may be watching a violent film or something like that, which gets you all excited before you go to bed. Okay. You should be relaxing, going into your parasympathetic nervous system so that you're, you can finish digesting your food and everything else. Your, your body is relaxed before it goes to sleep. Otherwise, you'll not go into deep sleep. Or you'll find it'll take you ages to go to sleep yeah. because you're not relaxed. So you have to relax before you sleep. That's why I do the moon sequence with people in Drew. It's a beautiful sequence. And what does that look like? Oh, it helps the hormones. <laughs> Middle aged women love it. <laughs> Mothers love it. It's just the idea of relaxing and it's the hormone modification of the body. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of breathing, a lot of deep breathing. It's relaxing yourself. And then you can go home after the moon sequence, you do the moon sequence at night. Is that something you can look up and you can find yeah, out what that looks yeah, like? Yeah, look at the moons, look up the moons in yoga. I'm writing that down, moon sequence. Okay, so do you do this before you go to bed? Well, it helps you relax. Now, you might want to listen to beautiful music before you go to sleep. You might want to, to imagine happy times and happy, so before you go into the dream state of sleep, you can think of, positive things in your head, somebody you love, picturing them in your head, mm-hmm. memories, wonderful memories. You don't want violent violence from the screen or, or news or horrible things happening. You want to remember 
the beautiful things. So when you mm -hmm. close your eyes, you will think and dream of beautiful things before you drift off. So sleep to me is a time when you recuperate and repair your body because you are in truly parasympathetic nervous systems is, is happening when you when you sleep and your body is repairing itself and all the tissues are mending. Yes. All the muscles are repairing from all the exercise you did that day, all the lactic acid that's been built up over the day and all the stresses are releasing when you sleep. So to me, the best medicine on this earth is sleep. But when we're very busy, when we've got all our to-do lists to do. That's what we cut out. We cut out. So we say to ourselves, oh, I did all right last night. I only got four hours sleep. I did well. Oh, I could never four operate Four hours sleep. You four. cannot operate. It's like going and picking up your phone to use it and realise there's no battery life in it. And the frustration you feel because it's of no use. Our bodies are of no use to us. Our minds are of no use. Our gut brains are of no use to us when we don't have any energy because we haven't been sleeping. We need, some people say you need less sleep when you're older and babies need more sleep. They need eight to 10 hours. Adults need six to eight hours. Mm. The average person in the UK make it four to six hours. It's never enough. Four, no, I couldn't operate on four. Now, I used to operate on four to six hours because I was a workaholic. And guess what happened to me? <laughs> I got adrenal fatigue. My body went into paralysis parts of it because Shut you down. know what? Shut down. Mm -hmm. Shut down at the most busiest point in my life when I had three children under five to look mm -hmm. after. And I just started a new business. Oh, yes. The timing was great. And that's what I mean <laughs> about obstacles. You have to learn to, well, instead of just treading water, which we all tend to do, mm -hmm. we have to learn to swim in the current around those obstacles. So not only are we rivers, we're, we're, we're swimmers in that river. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn to negotiate around the obstacles if life throws at us. So I wasn't giving my body sleep because my youngest child didn't sleep for the first two years of life. Mm. So he didn't sleep, nor did I. And then I wonder why I got ill. I wonder why I, do you understand why I got ill? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it, but how long did it take you to figure out that you needed to increase your sleep? Is that, is that now looking back that you can say it was sleep or is that a conclusion that you reached early into your diagnosis? No, no one ever told me my problem was you are. No, no one ever could because they start with the diagnosis. They don't look for the cause. They look mm. for the solution. Yeah. But if you're still doing the same cause, Guess what? You're going to get you the never same results. Get, yeah. You're never going to get any better. So for the first couple of years, I was just on a treadmill going nowhere. And I had to go and look at Eastern medicine to try and understand about causes of illnesses. So that it was no longer what's a diagnosis. Therefore, this is a solution. It had to be what is causing this. And it took me 10 years to find out the cause of my illness mm. because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Okay. 
The symptoms might be the same, the diagnosis might be the same, but the cause is an individual thing. How you got there, yes. How you got is there is your, your own path. Story. Yeah. Is your and you have to I was stubborn. So I not only could hear how I was diagnosed or for the, the cause from Ayurvedic doctors, from Chinese doctors, I, I had to understand it because I'm stubborn. Yes. And I don't know how to change unless I understand it totally. Because mm -hmm. I will give you all the reasons why I can't and why I have to continue doing what I've always done. Mm -hmm. Because my habits, I love my habits. Who doesn't love their habits? Well, there wouldn't be habits if you didn't. Somewhere love them. So you, to change a habit, you have to really, really concentrate yeah. on what makes you worse and what makes you better. So what makes you feel worse? What makes you feel better? And every time I went back to the books to try and understand what should make me feel better and tried it, some was a success, some was a failure. And I just had to keep digging to find new mm -hmm. solutions, which made me keep going further and further. And I frustrated myself more often, but I just had to keep on swimming. Because there's no point in standing still and treading water because I'd be getting nowhere. Yeah. Okay, so those, what were those three hours again? Release, relax. And S for sleep. Oh, S for sleep was two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Can we say, well, rest. There we go. That's, th that's okay. three hours. No, release, relax. You see, sleep is different. You've got deep sleep and you've got shallow sleep. And it's the deep sleep where all the magic happens. Oh, yes. Okay. And if we want to live a long life, we want a good quality of life, not just timing, but mm. quality of life. We want to keep our bodies as fit and physically well as possible. And we need our sleep. Our sleep we should be selfish about. Mm -hmm. Not our to-do list, but the whole idea of sleep because that is what's going to give us the energy to live. Okay. No matter how much money you earn, you could have a lot of money and be in the grave. As I say, a corpse is the difference between a corpse and a living body. It's the energy. It's energy. Yeah. So by getting enough rest, we are giving ourselves the energy. It's like charging up your phone. You give it a full battery, it lasts longer. Well, what are you doing with your full battery at the minute? How are you using all this energy? I am... Um, I have been ill for 17 years from my diagnosis mm. and I have been chipping away and my dreams have had to totally change. Mm -hmm. I've had to reinvent myself. I've had to reinvent my whole attitude, my whole outlook, my whole personality has had to change. My poor family have had to cope with me. So I am very good at forgiving myself, forgiving other people, practicing compassion mm -hmm. for myself and for others. I'm trying to live truthfully and my best life, be a person of my word. So now I'm trying not to be a hypocrite. Yeah. And trying to find what works and to do it no matter how lazy I feel. Mm. But do the do the right thing. Easy said, easy said. It's so difficult to do. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But I think 
even when you're having these experiences in life, if that energy's there, it makes the difference between whether it's um, an experience that moves you forward or brings you back, depending on what type of energy you bring into that. Because, you know, there's people that have a very aggressive energy that they use to get things done. And then there's people that have this um, positive energy, this this energy that just allows them to float over these obstacles um and i suppose if there's any energy there it's it's good yes but i i think i prefer the that higher vibration that energy that just allows you to float over these obstacles and and to see the bigger picture and go okay that i couldn't go that route i'll go this route or i'll try that route or there's a new route that's going to open up and i just have to relax yes i think it's wisdom it all comes down to wisdom and it's wisdom. You only get wisdom through challenges and mm-hmm. through learning through experience. So I think the hardest thing for me was realizing that I would not learn things necessarily from intelligence, that from books. You have to I had have ex- to. I had to experience have it, it happen. Yeah. And it was very hard. So I had a lot of sacred cows that I've had to kill. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't kill animals anymore. This is used to. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to realize that my knowledge. I have to keep learning because mm-hmm. what what the experts say today may be different than what the experts will say in 10 years time. Yeah. Same way as what medicine says today is different than what medicine thought 10 years, 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is we have to find what works best for us. And what the hardest thing for me in my life is that I thought I was an expert on certain matters. And what I've had to realize and what I've had to accept is that I haven't found all the answers yet. And I may not. And I may live a very, a very long life, which I hope I do, a very active life, which I hope. Mm-hmm. And even at that, I still won't know all the answers. And that's okay. And you know what? That is okay. Because I think when you when you give your power over to other people, the experts, you forget the power that's actually inside you as an individual. Mm-hmm. And you give it away. And you let other people dictate what you should and shouldn't do and what you should and shouldn't think. And you should and shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very hard to come back to authenticity and honesty. I'm yeah. doing what's right, what feels right from a spiritual nature, mm-hmm. which we forget about because that's what other people do, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because mind, body, soul, and then the spirit, which is one of them other words that we just leave behind. But until we get through back to our true being, because I think you be, think, and do. I'm getting into what I think here, but I'm still learning that yeah. to get back to the bee is who you are as a soul, as a spirit. It's how your mind thinks and your gut feels your emotion side of it. And then you take the action to do. And if you get that all right. Oh, we're going to do another podcast on the gut feel because I am a firm believer in following that. Um, 
I am really excited to see what you're going to do with all this energy now and and the holes in your walls, what you're going to put in those holes and doorways. I'm simplifying. I, I'm a very simple person now. I used to be very complicated and a bit of an academic snob. I can see myself in the past life. Now I realize I really I understand how little I know mm. and I absorb that and I am happy with that. But I realize that there's beauty and simplicity. Yeah. The more complicated we make life, the more obstacles we put in our way. So I'm actually simplifying my life to be able to survive it in a much more energetic way. I like that. That's the perfect sentence to finish on. Again, as always, if you're still listening, thank you very much for your time and we will see you next time. Bye.